You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thursday night football, week 13, Seahawks at Cowboys. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Spence, I got it out. I got the whole thing out. It only took a couple tries, but that's okay. <laughs> Spin, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, looking forward to the next holiday. I'm already in Christmas season. I got all my decorations up. I got a tree in my office this year, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, the Christmas season can bring the Bills and, and my Saints uh, a little bit of a turnaround because our teams have been struggling a little bit. Man, struggle? Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just I'll let you go ahead and, and leave it there. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to get kicked off of this show by by venting. So I'm just going to I'm going to be quiet and I'm just going to let you take that. That's fine. That's fine. So as always, I'm Chris Dunnels at Chris Dunnels on your favorite social media. And we are here to talk about Thursday night football. We've got the Seahawks at the Cowboys. Cowboys right now. Lines moved with tick. We're recording this early Wednesday morning. Cowboys are now home favorites minus nine. So they're given nine points to the Seahawks. When I looked yesterday, it was Cowboys minus eight and a half. So it's moved half a point. That's a lot still, nine points, even at home, even in Jerry's world. What are you thinking when you see this line? I don't know. I, you know, I'm not sure if there's, you know, things happening that maybe I'm not privy to. And I've, I've done my research on the game. I don't, I will admit, I don't watch Seattle every single week, but. Um, I keep up with them because I have some of those guys on my fantasy team, and I, I just don't see any major injuries or anything that would make me say this should be nine points. <laughs> you know, so I just think that's a large number there. It is a large number, but if you look back at the Cowboys' last three games, last week they beat the Commanders by 35. The week before that, they beat the Panthers by 23, and then they beat the the Giants three weeks ago. So that was November 12th, 49 to 17. So by 32. So the last three weeks, they have won by double digits and then some. So saying that they're going to win by nine points against the Seahawks, who you say you haven't really watched much of their games. Geno Smith had a resurgent year last year. It was a, I don't know what you would want to call it, just a, a renaissance of looking like the kind of quarterback that people thought he was going to be when he was drafted by, what was it, the Jets back the Jets, in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this year, he has not played like that. He's had a few good games, but overall the Seahawks offense has not looked as good as it did last year, partly because of Geno Smith. Despite offensive weapons coming coming around Geno, that might be arguably better than what he had last year. So last year he still had Tyler Lockett. He still had DK Metcalf. 
Now he's got a, a rookie wide receiver who many pegged as the best rookie coming out of the 2023 draft class. And Geno Smith has just struggled at times. So I can understand why the Seahawks are nine point underdogs right now, but it's not just that the Seahawks are plus three thirty underdog. So the straight money line for the Seahawks to win is plus three thirty. That's moved a little from plus three twenty. So even if you think the Seahawks might be able to cover the the nine point spread, no one is thinking the Seahawks are going to win this game. Yeah. So the money line, I'm with you there, but even still with the spread, and I hear what you're saying about the last three weeks and even about Geno's struggles this year. The thing is, they're still six and five team. You talk about the Giants and you talk about the Panthers and you talk about the Commanders. None of those teams are good. So I know that the Seahawks aren't great, but the Seahawks are still, you know, they're kind of they're fighting for a wild card spot here. A couple of weeks ago, before they lost to the 49ers, they were basically tied for first in their division, trying to go head to head there. So I just think this is a completely different scenario than saying that you're going up against the two and nine you know, giants or whatever their record is, you know? So I don't know, but I'm with you. The money line. No, I don't, I don't even see Seattle having a, a shot um, at this at all. I think right now, Dallas is Dallas's offense and their defense. They, they both, both sides have heavy hitters on it. And I just think that um, it's going to be too much for Seattle to overcome. And like you mentioned, they have great weapons, man. I love, I love the receiver core. You know, you would think that every week, Geno Smith would come out and have a 350 yard passing game with the weapons that he has. I know Kenneth Walker is is injured, but they still have good running backs, you know. So I don't know, man. This is going to be fun to watch. I'm actually excited for this game. We haven't seen too many during the season that I've been excited about, maybe with the exception of um, like the the Ravens game that we got in in Cincinnati before the injury. We were happy and excited about that. Uh, but yeah. I think I'm I'm looking forward to this game because of the different things, like the spread and the money line here. It, it makes it interesting. So I kind of agree with you and kind of don't in that. I'm not excited for this game because I think the Cowboys are going to run away with this. You, you mentioned the Seahawks are still in the NFC, but if you look back at their schedule, you look at the teams they've lost to, then you look at the teams they've beat. So they lost their last two games against the 49ers and Rams. The last team they beat was three weeks ago against those stinky commanders and both the commanders fans. Other than that, they lost to the Ravens. They beat the Browns in a game when Deshaun Watson didn't play. They beat the Cardinals before Kyler Murray was back. They lost to the Bengals. The last game they won in any kind of convincing fashion was against Daniel Jones and the Giants. So you put them against a decent team on the other side, like the Cowboys, like Dak Prescott. We, we've seen, we talked about Tyreek Hill playing at an MVP caliber level all season. Mm-hmm. You've got to mention CeeDee Lamb as another wide receiver who's playing out of his mind here lately. So, you put the Seahawks who have struggled against a good team. And this is a game that's setting up to me like a Cowboys blowout. And it's not something I'm otherwise excited to watch, but that's what this podcast is for, right? That's what sports betting can do. So betting on things like, you know what, even with the points, we're still going to have the Cowboys cover the, the nine point spread. That could then make it exciting. Putting bets on the first score, the first score of the game, the first touchdown scorer, those kinds of things could then make it exciting. So I'm excited for the game for that reason. But the outcome, it'd probably be a little bit of a snooze fest. Just wake me up in a few days after the Cowboys won and tell me that the game is over, and I'll I'll tell you that the Cowboys won. You know, it's going to be a wild day 
if we wake up Friday morning and the Cowboys lost this game to yeah, the it's Seattle. Not gonna like, I'm gonna, it's not going to happen. I'm going to flood your cell phone. Like, I'm going to flood it. Like, and sorry, stats, because you're part of our group chat. You're going to get it too. No, just call me Skip Bayless right now, right? It's not going to happen. The, the <laughs> Cowboys are going to win this game. I'm writing it down in blood right now. The Cowboys do not lose. Absent, you know, some freak injury. Like, if, if Dak Prescott gets hurt or something, heaven forbid, knock on wood, uh, like all of the other quarterbacks have gotten hurt this season, that obviously changes things. But if both teams come out marginally healthy, then the Cowboys should win this one easily. Yeah, yeah. But I mentioned the first score, and that's something that we have tried to keep up with each week. And I'm mad at you, Spence. You're mad at me? I'm mad at you because this is another time where I let you talk me out of the bet. I had Dolphins field goal as the first score. It was going to be the first time I got the first score right, possibly all season, but definitely in a long time, definitely months. Uh, and you you talked me out of it. You let me miss it. I went Jets touchdown. I was counting on Tim Boyle Doyle to to punch it in the end zone, and and it didn't happen. But that's okay. I, I'm ready this week to go ahead and get this one right. What about you, Spence? Yeah, no, last week, you know, so the week prior, I actually hit it. It was the first time we've hit for, I think, five or six weeks. And then, you know, you're right. I talked you out of it. I'm not even – I can't say I'm sorry, man. I'm happy that you missed it. But – uh, I missed it too. I went Dolphins touchdown and, and that did not happen. I did get first touchdown score right, but not I didn't get the first score. And we have a, a sound effect that Stats will play when we get a bet correct. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit for me. Not so much for you later in this podcast, Spence. But Stats, I, I'm trusting that you'll be able to find something. Go ahead and play a sound effect I deserve. This is why it's hard to love you. Because I'm not letting you talk me out of another bet like that again. Let's go over the odds. Seahawks touchdown is plus 400. Seahawks field goal as the first score of the game is plus 370. Cowboys touchdown has the best odds at plus 125. Cowboys field goal at plus 340. Now, I've always, this is the part of the show where I bring stats in and I say, Spence or stats, you go first. Then I, whoever's next, I let you go, and I kind of pick up the scraps. I'm not doing that this week, okay? After you talked me out of the winning bet last week, give me Cowboys touchdown as the first score, plus 125. Spence, stats, come on now. Spence, you can piggyback on my bet if you want, but you'll, I'll just call you a copycat. So go on a limb and pick something else. I'm going Cowboys touchdown at plus 125. Spence, what do you got? Uh, you can go Cowboys touchdown. I'm okay with that. I'm going to go with the uh, Seahawks field goal here. I think, you know, that run game, if they get the ball first, I think they're going to try to do something but not get into the end zone. So I think they're going to be able to kick a field goal. All right, you're wrong, but that's okay. Stats, what you got? That's the one that's been wrong all season. All right, I, I didn't hear wrong. you. Sorry. Go ahead, uh, Stats. Sorry, you're having an issue with your auxiliary cord, I think. Go ahead, Stats. <laughs> I'm going to take Cowboys <laughs> touchdown. The Seahawks are trash. They're not a good team. Teams have figured out Geno Smith. The Seahawks defense is not very good. The Cowboys are absolutely rolling right now. I think they're going to go right down the field. I think they're going to score a touchdown first, and I think it's going to be a Dak touchdown pass. Yeah, It I sounds think like I a 49ers fan was talking. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, yeah, because we're known for our Cowboys love. Yeah, but you're also not happy about your NFC West, you know, division mates either. So, yeah, you're going to really bash and say that these guys suck, which they're not great. I'm not sitting here saying that they're great. 
however, I think it's a they're far away from sucking. Like we we've we've covered teams. This, this is coming from the guy who says that, that he has not sucked. watched any Seahawks football. I didn't say I haven't watched any. I said I haven't watched them every week. There's like a ton of games, man. Yeah, so you haven't seen them suck, and that's okay. That's I have, but I also see them play some really tough games where you you know you thought that they would have gotten blown out, and it was actually a pretty decent game. They just lost. So they stat, beat one good right. team, and it's with Cleveland with PJ Walker. Other than that, they beat up a bunch of tomato cans. Cleveland has beat teams without Deshaun Watson a few times this year. Oh, don't and worry, we're, we're going to get to that. We bet earlier this season. Don't worry. Well, we'll, no, but we'll we bet to... earlier this season. I told you that the Cleveland Browns, it was one of my bets of the week. I said they were going to beat Deshaun. Uh, they were, without Deshaun Watson, they were going to end up beating the Ravens. Yeah, He got injured, all the stuff. To, they want to I, beat the Broncos. Cleveland is a week. good team, dude. We also picked defense. them to beat the Broncos last week. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get ahead of ourselves. The Broncos. So, so first score, stats and I suck. are taking... Cowboys touchdown. Sorry, Spence, can't hear you right now. And That's fine. I just Spence really want to say I hate the Broncos. Field goal. I hate the I hate the run that the Broncos are on. Go ahead. I just really hate how the Broncos are like resurging and my Bills and your Saints are not. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That just struck a nerve. All right. Speaking of resurging, speaking of resurging, how about the resurging of my conservative parlay hitting last week? Stats, ring the bell. <laughs> For the first time in a couple weeks, had a few off weeks there, but we're back in it now, back in the saddle. My conservative parlay went ahead and hit. It was actually the only parlay that I had hit, but it was the only parlay that any of us had hit. Spence, you 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 just took L's across the board. Big old loser. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because, you know, you lose every week. I can have a week off and, and be fine. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter about other weeks. We're talking about last week, okay? Quit living in the past again, Spence. And the right now, my conservative parlay hit, and it's going to hit again this week. So I've got it here now. For those who are just listening to the show for either the first or second time, we try to come up with multiple parlays, each usually three legs. Uh, The conservative parlay, all I'm trying to do is help you double your money. So for my conservative parlay, the three legs are Cowboys money line, meaning the Cowboys win. Cowboys are going to win this game. So that's the first leg. Tony Pollard, anytime touchdown score. So that's the Cowboys running back, punches it in the end zone. Anytime in the game. And the final leg, Seattle Seahawks, under 26 and a half points. Granted, against the Commanders, they put up 29. Other than that, they haven't put up 26 since the beating the Panthers back in like week three. So it's not an offense that puts up a lot of points. If those three legs happen, you're at plus 104. So $100 bet will pay out your $100 plus an extra four bucks. So we're doubling our money. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think that one, like yours last week, I think, you know, has got really high chances to hit that. I mean, that that sounds like one that I'm shocked that you're getting plus money for that. Um, I'm going to go plus 130. Dak Prescott, 200 plus passing yards. I'm going to say yes that both teams will score at least 10 points. And Zach Charbonnet, I'm going to I'm going to say that we're going to get an anytime touchdown there because my man Kenneth Walker the third is out. So that that's where I'm going to go. So that's Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet anytime touchdown. Dak Prescott 10 has points over. for both teams and Dak Prescott 200 plus passing yards that will give you plus 130 odds. 
I like that. I like that a lot. I think that has a good chance of hitting too. But we're back to kind of our old ways where your conservative parlay is slightly more aggressive than mine. Do you have a more aggressive parlay for the people? I do. And, and it's actually a little more conservative of an aggressive parlay than I usually give you. Uh, but it's for plus 222. It's a Tony Pollard, anytime touchdowns. Geno Smith, over 224 and a half passing yards. I'm, th- I'm telling you, this game is going to be closer than you think, man. It's not going to be this blowout. And then I'm going to say Cowboys will cover a two and a half point spread. It won't be that nine point that they threw out there, but two and a half point spread for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard, Pollard, anytime touchdown score, and Geno Smith over 224 and a half passing yards for plus 222 odds. Yeah, I I don't hate that uh, because, again, I think the uh, Cowboys are going to win this game. I already had Tony Pollard uh, as an anytime touchdown score in my conservative parlay. Geno Smith, even if it's in garbage time, he could probably hit your yardage total. So I I don't hate that parlay. I think the the Cowboys are going to more than cover a two-point spread. My aggressive parlay is actually now a little more aggressive. We're at plus 315. So three legs. C.D. Lamb, Cowboys wide receiver, over 83.5 receiving yards. Hmm. Cowboys over 22.5 points. And actually going on the other side, Jason Myers, the kicker for the Seahawks, over 1.5 extra points. So that's the one that makes it a little scary for me, meaning the Seahawks scored two touchdowns in the game. But those three things, Jason Myers over one and a half extra points, Cowboys over 22 and a half points in the game, and CeeDee Lamb over 83 and a half receiving yards is plus 315, meaning a $100 bet pays out 315 bucks. I can get with that. I think that's a, that's a solid bet. Um, I'm going to go for my fun parlay here, plus 1,900. So we're getting into the fun money here. Dak Prescott is going to go off 325 passing yards, more than 325 passing yards for Dak. Brandon Cooks, anytime touchdown. He surprised me last week with one. I think he's going to get another one this week. And then DK Metcalf, 70-plus receiving yards. That's for plus 1,900. So that is a crazy parlay in multiple senses here because I have one also, and it is plus 1,900 odds. So yeah. it's the exact same. So it'll be interesting to see if either of ours or, or both end up hitting. So same odds at plus 1,900, but a couple very similar legs here. So I've got Dak Prescott over 250 passing yards in this one. So if he hits yours, he definitely hits mine. Yeah. I've got DK Metcalf as an anytime touchdown score. So you had him with 70 yards. I'm saying he at least gets a touchdown here. And then this is the one that will give me a little bit of pause, but I think it's doable. Seattle Seahawks under half a sack in the game, meaning they actually don't sack Dak Prescott the entire game. If those three things happen, Metcalf scores a touchdown, Prescott only throws for over 250 yards, but the Seahawks don't register a single sack, that's plus 1,900. So in mine and Spence's 1,900 bet, that means a $100 bet will pay out almost $2,000. will pay out $1,900. I like it, but at the same time, I, that, that sack one, like you just mentioned, I get why that one, that part of it scares you. I don't know, man. I feel like you might lose that bet in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like Dak yeah, has... Definitely he, possible. Now, Dak is amazing. I love the, the offense of the Cowboys. I love, I, I love it. But he does have moments where he either... Uh, either A is turning the ball over, which wouldn't matter for this parlay for you, or 
he's holding the ball too long and just making bad decisions that leads to sacks. And I just don't know if I think Dak is going to be, um, I don't know. I, I would love, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to root for you this week. Instead of rooting against you, I'm going to root for you. Cause I feel like if yours hits mine hits. So, so I'm, I'm going to root for you. Yeah. If, if Dak's not sacked, that goes a long way to him passing for 300 and however many passing yards he has to get for your crazy parlay. Yeah, yeah, the 325 is going to be tough. But I, I think Dak, he's one of those quarterbacks with this type of offense. You mentioned, you know, C.D. Lamb and, you know, like I said, Brandon Cooks had a game last week. And they have a receiving court. That you're, you, you almost feel like you're supposed to get 300 yards every week. So, you know, just go out and play like you're supposed to play. Both you and Stats think that the Seahawks suck. So this should be one of those games where he can hit that 325. Man. I'm, I'm, no, I, I agree. Him. Your problem is, is if they start, rolling early and get out to an early lead it might just be a tony pollard game True. that that's the other side of that so for dak to get 325 you either need the seahawks to put up more points which i don't really see happening or maybe pete carroll and and the seahawks pissed off of the cowboys and the cowboys decide to run it up i mean that, that, that's kind of it those those are your only options because if the Cowboys get out to an early, you know, 17 nothing lead, then I, I don't see Prescott just slinging the ball around. But as far as the sack thing goes, he's also mobile enough to where if he starts to get pressure, he can scramble and maybe gain a yard and get tackled where it looks like it could have been a sack, but it goes down as a one-yard rush. So I'm kind of banking on something like that, where it's a lot of quick throws to C.D. Lamb. It's a heavy run game. And Dak can do just enough with his legs to avoid a registered sack by the Seahawks defense. I'm with that. I can deal with that. I, I just I don't consider Dak anything near mobile at all. So like not even like slightly mobile. But I guess I guess you're right. He can he can at least get away. Uh, yeah, I'm saying bit. do enough. I, I, you got to remember as a Saints fan, I'm used to watching a quarterback like Drew Brees, yeah, right? Yeah, Who's no, just the, a statue in the pocket. So having a quarterback in any way be able to just extend the play with his legs, other than stepping up in a pocket, I consider that mobile. He's basically Aaron Rodgers at this point. No, I got you. I got what you're saying. Or Baker Mayfield, if you will, if we want to talk about another goat. Bum ass Baker. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so this is now the part of the show where we would go over our bet of the week. We would look across the game for any single prop bet and say, here's something that we can't pass up. We're really liking this one. And last week, you, me, and Spence, or you, me, and Stats all hit 
all of our best bets of the week. They all hit. So stats, ring the bell, all three of us. Now, while he rang the bell for all three of us, I got to give you, Spence, your credit here because your bet of the week was a little more aggressive. It, it was almost a little mini parlay there. So stats had Garrett Wilson under 51 and a half receiving yards. I had Miami over 13 and a half points at half. You had Tyreek Hill as the first touchdown score and the Jets under 13 and a half points. And that still hit as the bet of the week. So good job on that one. Yeah, no, thank you. I just, you know, I know everybody was saying that uh, Tim Doyle Boyle was going to, you know, potentially air it out. Everybody was talking, even on the broadcast before the game, they're like, this guy can air it out. And he's going to, there was just no way that I saw the Jets scoring two touchdowns. Like it just, I just didn't see it. Well, do you have a bet of the week for us this week? I do. This week, like I said, I don't think the game is going to be as bad as you all think it is. So I think that, you know, we already talked about DK Metcalf having a pretty decent game. I think Tyler Lockett is consistently a pretty good receiver. I'm going to go, you get plus 145 odds for Tyler Lockett's 60 plus receiving yards. And I think uh, he kind of, he flirts with that number every week. I'm going to go with that he gets it this week. I think he'll, he'll get 60 plus receiving yards. Well, I'm really excited then because I'm going to kind of shift my bet of the week a little bit, and I'm going to take Tyler Lockett under 49.5 receiving yards in the game at minus 115. So last week against the 49ers, he finished with 30 yards. The week before against the Rams, he finished with 51. Now, part of the issue with Tyler Lockett is he's a heavy volume receiver. So even last week against the 49ers, He finished with three receptions for 30 yards, but there were two other targets he wasn't able to haul in. Mm -hmm. Against the Rams, he had seven targets. Against the Commanders, he had 10 targets. Baltimore, eight targets. So the ball is thrown his way a lot. Geno looks his way a lot. Uh, But I'm still going to say targets aside, the receptions aren't there. The yards aren't there. So I'm going to take Tyler Lockett under 49 and a half receiving yards. So you and me have a fun little kind of battle there for our bet of the week. Only one of us is going to hit. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was going to say, we might, neither one of us, what, it could be, we got that 10 yard gray area. Well, and that, that's what will happen, right? It's, it's, it'll be in the middle. That, yeah. That's the way this works. Like with the first score, like he's going to have 52 yards. That's just the that's way the world works. Yep. <laughs> All right, stats, come on board and tell us your bet of the week for this game. I'm going to go to the Cowboys side of things. And this is bold, I admit, but I think it's going to happen. I'm going Cowboys defense special teams anytime touchdown score. It's plus 300. So $100 bet wins you $300. I think the Cowboys are going to get up in this game and they're going to get up early. And the Seahawks are going to be forced to pass. And I feel like this damn Cowboys defense scores every week. Deron Bland set the record for pick sixes in a single season. Whether it's a Geno fumble that results in a scoop and score or another pick six by the Cowboys, I think their defense is going to put up a touchdown in this one. Yeah, I don't hate that bet. That would be one that I would consider stringing in a in a parlay to really make that one a fun one if it's already at plus 300 odds. I like it. I like it for the same reasons that Stats just mentioned. Isn't it crazy how it seems like every year that they either sign or draft a cornerback that just seems to – like last year it was, it was Diggs. You know, Diggs had – or maybe it was the year before. I don't know. But Diggs had like an incredible amount of interceptions. And then now this year, like we got 
records being broken for the amount of pick sixes in a season. And it's not even like we still got, what, five, six weeks left or whatever. It, it's just incredible about every year. It seems like the Cowboys just find a way to, to take the ball away from other teams, man. It, it's impressive. And they still stink in the playoffs. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with that. They always choke in the playoffs, but they're playing a bad team with a quarterback who is at best average in the NFL right now in Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's slightly above average of the current group because so many quarterbacks who you'd have ranked above him are injured and not playing like Aaron Rodgers, like Joe Burrow, like Kirk Cousins. You just go on and on and on with all the injuries at quarterback. But that aside, this is a bad matchup with a good defense that wants to take the ball away, that plays aggressive, and then a offense that's struggling and a quarterback that is, again, at best playing average football. So this could easily set up for some form of a pick six, sack fumble, scoop and score. Who knows? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm just going to, this week, I'm just going to try to go against you in stats and say that I'm going to try and hope that Geno Smith has a good game and, you know, I just want the game to be close. I want it to be entertaining. So that plus nine spread, man, I, I'm I'm going with the with the Hawks for the, to cover it, man. I'm telling you, you're going to beat it. Go Hawks, right? Get just Go straight Hawks. Russell Wilson. Go Hawks. <laughs> All right. Uh, you mentioned now Tyler Lockett. You've talked about DK Metcalf scoring. You've talked about Zach Charbonnet as a touchdown score in some of your parlays. So I, I'm confused now coming into this. Who's your Thor Marvel fantasy? performer of the game then and none of those guys to be honest <laughs> i still think that the cowboys are going to win and i think it's going to be a big day but to your point earlier um if the cowboys jump out into a lead you know where it's early they they score you know first second quarter and then the seahawks have to throw the ball i think tony pollard ends up having a huge second half where he just runs all through this defense like a hot, like a hot knife through butter man so i I'm going to go Tony Pollard. I think he's going to have a score or maybe two, but he's also going to have a huge game as far as, you know, yards. He always seems to break one anyways, even if he doesn't get the amount of opportunities that would really give him the Thor award of the week type game. I think he's still going to have a, a play or two where he goes for 40, 50. He, it seems like every week, man. And I, I love him. He's been the best running back in, in Dallas for a long time. Wow, you're putting them over Zeke quickly. I've said it. No, I've said it when Zeke was still in Dallas that they should have been giving the ball to Pollard way more and Zeke way less. Well, I agree with that at the end of Zeke's time in Dallas. But when Zeke first got there, he was an elite running back. I mean, right. he fell I said, I said in a long time. I didn't say Zeke was never the best running back. I'm saying in recent years, Tony Pollard has been a better running back. In recent years versus a long time. Those, those are different. I'm ideas. saying a long time. Two, three years in the NFL is a long time. Okay. All right. All right. I'm the lawyer. No, you're I'm crazy, the one Chris. Tony Potter to has been the best. Don't switch what I say. I hate when you do this every week. I really uh-huh. hate when you do this. Uh-huh. You switch what I'm saying to make it sound like I'm saying something different. Tony Pollard uh-huh. has been the best running back in Dallas for quite some time. A long time. Zeke has not oh, been a, a good long running time back for, for like a long years. time. For like when Zeke years. was a good a running back, time. he was the best running back in Dallas. He has not been a good running back in a long time. A I long said time. what I said. Two years. Dallas, screw it. I said it. All right. All right. So uh, for my Thor Award, stats, go ahead and play the sound effect. The power of Thor! I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. So... Lamb had a, a four-week stretch here that I'm looking at where his receiving totals were 117, 
158, 191, and then 151. Now, in his last two games, he's had 38 and 53. So nothing like the way over 100. But even in the last two weeks, he scored a touchdown in each of those games. So for the last, what would that be, six, seven weeks now, he's had over 100 yards and or a touchdown. In one game, he had 158 yards and two touchdowns. So C.D. Lamb is playing at a incredibly high level right now. I think that he's what helps the Cowboys get out to an early lead. So I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb as my Thor Award of the week. I like it. I just um, the last two weeks scare me. But you're right. When you have two weeks like that, more times than not, you would think that the offensive coordinator would try to really get him involved since he had two games like that. So I could absolutely see this being a game where they're like, look, I'm going to force feed this guy the ball for the first quarter. I absolutely see it. Well, yeah, well, we talked about it with Tyler Lockett. So even last week against the Commanders, where Lamb finished with four receptions for 53 yards in the touchdown, that came off nine targets. So even with only, quote, only four receptions, he still had the ball thrown his way nine times. And that's a lot. And if you go up against a not as good uh, secondary and defense in the Seahawks, then he probably catches more of those targets this week. So that's why mm-hmm. I think C.D. Lamb has a chance for, and, and this is wild to say it, after 53 yards and a touchdown last week, I think he has a chance for a bounce back week this week. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like I said, I, I agree. I think I think there's nothing to doubt when it comes to Dallas's offense, especially when you're talking about C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott's connection. They, they have a great chemistry, and I don't think that you know, the Seattle Seahawks are going to really challenge that. So, no, I could I could absolutely see him being uh, that Thor Ward winner for this week. I just like I said, I just think it's going to be if it if it goes the way that you and stats think, I just think it's going to be the Tony Pollard show in the second or the third, third and fourth quarter. Yeah, well, we usually use the Thor Award to transition to our Marvel MCU trivia question of the week. Spence, have you seen the Marvels yet or are you still slacking? No, actually, I'm slacking because over the weekend I, I wanted to go out and I saw a different movie, man. Did have you? Are you a fan of the Hunger Games? No, I'm not. I'm I'm aware of the movie uh, that came out. My wife's a big fan, so I'm sure that she'll make me go see it soon. Yeah. So, well, because of the reviews to the Marvels, and then the, I chose, I opted to go and see the Hunger Games, and I'm happy I did. It was a fan. Like, it was, I I got all the books and stuff, too, so I think it's one of the best movie series, or, you know, that they take the books and and convert it. Fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, I know Chris hasn't. For the listeners, if you haven't gone and seen it yet, you have my full endorsement for that movie. Fantastic movie. Listen, and I said it last week, the the Marvels, it's worth a watch. This isn't a wait till Disney Plus, because unless you're going to get the spoilers about how the movie ends in the post-credits scene, it's definitely worth uh, taking a look at in theaters. But let's go ahead and get into our MCU trivia question. Uh, this is the part where we have Stats come on the show, and he's going to do so by immediately playing the bell for me. Because last week, we, we there was there was an issue where I was under protest for the answer because Spence said the answer. He said it with his chest. He said, Captain America and no. Thor. He used and. He said and, meaning those two. I've never said final answer before, but I wanted to make sure. We've never said final answer. We've always just, as soon as the answer is said, we either say yes or no. So he says his answer. 
I then say the correct answer, and they tried to steal it from me, listeners. That's what tried to happen. And you know what? Tim Boyle Doyle wasn't going to let it happen. He made sure ball don't lie, Spence. That's what happened with that bet. Ball don't lie. Tim Boyle Doyle threw for over 160 and a half passing yards, so I still ended up winning the bet. You're so delusional every week. Every week. That's not close to what happened. You That's exactly what all. happened. Sure. The trivia question. First of all, you can't say, well, we never said final answer. You're the one that said final answer. So you opened that door and then you gave basically a hint to Spence that he needed one more name for the answer. And then he got it. So no, I don't know didn't. what you're And he said he about. didn't know it. And he said he didn't know it. We can go back and play this. The, the clip. He said he didn't know it, but that's okay. Ball don't lie. Boiled oil got me. Stats, let's go with the trivia question this week. So I'm going to ask this to Spence since he got the question right last week. But he got the bet wrong. That's how we do it. Fine. Stats, give it to him. Give, give it to the crybaby here. Give it to it's him. Okay. About which city do Hawkeye and Black Widow frequently reminisce? I know it. I'm going to be very angry. So I'll take the L on it. Spence, what you got? Yeah, I got the L in general. I don't even know. Like, I'm not, see how I'm not faking Chris? I don't know it. (laughs) So I'm not faking either. I can remember the first scene where they talk about it, and it's in the Avengers movie where they're having the little gunfight, and Black Widow says, you know, this reminds me of insert city name here. And, And then Hawkeye says back, like, you have a different memory of insert city name here. And then they talk about it again the next time really is in the Black Widow movie when you actually see it happen. I just can't remember the name of the city. Just like Budapest all over again. You and I remember Budapest very differently. Dang it. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in myself. So, all right, Spence, you get first pick. No, he doesn't. He got the bet wrong. Stop. You got the question wrong today. That's not how that works. We've said that it's the winner of the last week if no one gets it right this week. Last week, I won. We're changing, ahead, all of a sudden, we're changing the rules. You got asked the question, but once you get the question wrong, that Jay Spence goes to the person that. that's not wrong. And Spence yeah. then got the question wrong, too. He said he took I an L. I didn't even also. answer the question. You said, you were wrong. I'm taking an L also. You didn't go know. Ahead, so Stats said the answer. Stats. So now we piggyback off last week, and last week I got the bet right. Look at this. He just wants to change the rules so that every time, no matter what, he gets to choose the bet. No, this is not the case. Go back and listen to the first shows, and you'll you'll know that this was the way we played this game. Chris, the bet is this. CeeDee Lamb, longest reception in the game, over or under 26 and a half yards? Over. Yeah, I I think CeeDee Lamb, we we talked about this before. I I think he has a really big game. I could see the, the kind of game where... He gets peppered with the targets like we talked about before and doesn't have a monster catch and run. But, no, I think odds are he's going to get something, whether it's a bomb pass, a deep pass, or one that he catches downfield and then runs for a while. I think C.D. Lamb easily eclipses that. Okay. Yeah, no, I I would take that bet if I were on your side too. So I would take the opposite because there's only two ways to go here. But, no, I, I can absolutely see that happening as well. And I, I don't like how you guys are now trying to just gaslight me by saying that's not how we've been playing. We have no, been we, playing. We gave if you no the question. One, if no one gets it right in a given week, we go to who got it right the last week and Stats. not who got the trivia question right, who Stats. got the bet right. And I, I just, got let me, the bet Let me ask right. you this, Stats. Let me ask you this. 
is it me or does it really seem like and it, I just feel like there's a pattern here and it's not even just this question. It seems like Chris just kind of has his own world that he lives in where he experiences things that the rest of us don't. Sorry, you're breaking up, Spence. Can't hear you. better get this question right because you finagled getting the trivia question. You finagled getting to pick which side of the bet you're on. If you don't get this thing right, like you, you should forfeit Marvel trivia for the rest of the season. Well, you know what? Don't leave stats. Let's go ahead and go right into our bet of the week across the NFL slate because last week you had the Eagles minus three and a half uh, against the Bills. So I want to hear your take. Did you watch that Eagles-Bills game? Of course. I watched it with, you know, I was on the edge of my seat hoping that the Bills could do their job and knock off the Eagles because if they had, Niners-Eagles this week would have been for the number one seed in the NFC. And then what happened with the Bills? Uh, Sean McDermott just completely lost touch with reality and butchered the clock management at the end of regulation and then wimped out. That was when I knew, by the way, that's when I knew that the Eagles took the Bills heart. When there's 20 seconds left, you have a timeout and you don't even attempt to go down the field at the end of regulation. You don't let your all world quarterback try. That's when I knew that the Bills were not winning. Well, what is your bet of the week this week? This week, I'm going back to the well. I'm going to the Eagles game. Eagles, Niners. I think this is going to be such a fun game. It's clearly the game of the week. I think there's going to be some scoring in the game. So I'm going to go over 46 and a half total points in the game. I like it. I, I think that also will be the game of the week. I said that a couple weeks ago about the Bengals game and then Burrow gets hurt. So hopefully that doesn't happen this week. If everyone's healthy, that's going to be the most exciting game in the uh, week 13 slate. Spence, before we get into your bet of the week, we need to talk about what you picked last week. And that was the Browns over the Broncos because you were like, you know what? Broncos are, they, they've got this hubris. They got this cockiness. They got this swag about them. And it's all going to come crashing down. The house of cards is going to fall. The Browns defense, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, I think was the quote. Doesn't matter. Browns defense is going to hold Russell Wilson and the Broncos. How'd that turn out for you? They lost, and that's okay because they're not my team. It was a bet of the week. It's okay. Uh, no, no, I, they I still, didn't lose. Let's, let's make this clear. I don't, I don't you think that lost. Don't ask me a question and then speak over me, Chris. So you, well, you, have you, hijacked, you hijacked the Thor Ward a week. You hijack all these other things. Now you ask me a question, you're going to hijack my answer. It's because you said something wrong, and it's not fair to misrepresent to the people. The Browns didn't just lose. The Browns Every week, just lose. I say that the you Cleveland lost. Browns have the best defense in the league and that they can win games with anybody at quarterback. They can win games with me at quarterback, and they've done it. This past week, they didn't. It's okay. You lose a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is they lost the game. Yes, that happened. And you also lost. Your bet lost. You're a okay. loser. That's the word. Loser. So the one week where you have two bets hit versus every other week where you have none hit – you want to call me Stop a loser? Living in the past, Spence. Goodness, okay. we're talking about the now and the now. Hey, stats. Is I hate to loser. I hate to put you to work, but your name is Stats. I think we need stats for the year at some point. I don't know if you want to do this like all the way. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. But I think we need stats for no, the don't. year. I don't think Chris. So. I think I wants think to uh, jump on my bet of the week here. Is that where we're going with it? This is no, animosity. I don't, I don't think so. Day. I don't think so. Stats. We don't need that. 
we, we don't need it. You, you don't need to waste your time on that. Just it's the fine. fact that he's so fearful, I think, proves your point. <laughs> I think that's what I think it proves. That wasn't fear. Okay, that was fear. That you was, win today. That was charity. That was charity. I was trying to do stats a favor. I didn't want to make him go through all that work. Obviously, no. You you win today though. You you you're right. The Broncos won. You said that uh, with their head coach when he is feeling himself. And when things are going well, that there's a swagger that really matters that translates to the field. And you were right. How does that make you feel when I say that you were right about something? It's not anything different than what I go through every day. So I'm just kind of used to it. And and that's fine. I wish you would tell the truth to our listeners. I really wish you would tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm right often. Uh, I'm I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. All right. So uh, my bet of the week, I'm going (laughs) Lions minus four against the saints so i think the lions are going to beat the saints uh, on the road in new orleans by more than four points the saints are playing like trash right now and they are injured trash at that so you already had placed michael thomas on injured reserve chris olave went out of the game with a concussion i doubt he's back in time and clears concussion protocol their number three receiver rashid shaheed left the game with injury their tight end got hurt their quarterbacks are banged up. They lost an offensive lineman. Marshawn Lattimore is on IR. Their second string, their kind of number two cornerback, left the game last week. It was just our pets' heads were falling off all week. So it was a bad game for the Saints. They're injured. They're banged up. They've already had their bye week, and they're playing a Lions team. This will be Dan Campbell's return to New Orleans. Coach of the, the Detroit Lions was formerly an assistant coach at the Saints. So I think he's going to stick it to the Saints for not offering him that job and not grooming him to be the replacement there in New Orleans for Sean Payton. So I think the Lions might even blow out the Saints in New Orleans. What what was the odds on that bet? So just because it's the points, it's Lions minus four is minus 112. Okay. No, I was just I was just curious. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think, well, you know me, I think this season, the Lions have kind of turned into my favorite NFC team um, for this season. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you all the way there. I, I could I could just see that going that way from my bet of the week. I'm going to go. Uh, you're actually going to. It's plus two and a half is the spread for the Jets against the Falcons. The Jets have been horrible. The Jets don't have a good quarterback. They got Tim Boyle, Doyle, Doyle, Boyle. He's starting right now. But the Falcons, they don't seem like they ever really – this last week they started to kind of give it to, to B. John Robinson and they're figuring things out. But I just don't trust that coaching staff to consistently make good decisions. I don't think they're going to give the right guys the ball. And I think the Jets still have a really solid defense and they're going to figure out how to keep this game low. And I think the Jets figure out how to win with like three or four field goals versus touchdowns. Yeah, and Sats and I were kind of talking about this game uh, before the show. The over-under for that game is 34 points. Uh, which is under. ridiculously low, but yeah, I probably still take the under there. Yeah, I'll take the under. Uh, across the NFL, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back, uh, going to have surgery, it sounds like, missed two to three weeks. So uh, fire up your Zach Mosses again in your daily fantasy leagues uh, and in fantasy football lineups. Uh, but that's kind of it. Is there anything else you've been seeing? No, but I do want to talk about that Jonathan Taylor thing. It sucks like when you see, and like the conversations that we have you know, during the off season when everybody wants contracts and stuff, it sucks when you have this conversation about these superstar running backs, but then you look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who is amazing when he's healthy, but now look at how many times he hasn't been available for this Colts team. And then you 
then you realize why these owners don't want to pay running backs. And I think it it sucks, man. I love him, and I, and I hope that Zach Moss can step up again and do his thing. But this really sucks for the overall conversation of paying running backs. Yeah, for sure. And it's just going to continue to feed the narrative where running backs are going to have a hard time getting paid in the NFL. But hopefully Taylor's able to recover. Hopefully he's able to avoid IR. And hopefully he can uh, help other running backs continue to cash in and try to get longer-term contracts with guaranteed money. But is there anything else we're missing, Spence? No, I think think you've lied enough this episode, so I think we're good to go. Never. Uh, There's always more. With that, (laughs) dads, hit us with the outro and take us home.